0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at lo Email the show, lo at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128, 405 405-362- 362 7128 on today's show, brought to you by rockauto.com. Let's dive into our first ever mock draft Thursday. Let's also talk about Stan Van Gundy getting hired by the New Orleans Pelicans and the Athletics Agent Survey, and what stood out from that amazing article on theathletic.com. We start with Stan Van Gundy, and he has been hired by The New Orleans Pelicans, bringing the total number of teams searching for a head coach down to two. This week alone, we've seen the Pacers hire a coach yesterday, we saw the Pelicans hire a coach today, and we continue to wait and wait and wait for the Thunder and the Rockets to make their move. An interesting note on the Rockets before we dive into Van Gundy, there was a report today from Brian Winhorst that ever since Daryl Morey stepped down as their GM, the Candidates have also pulled themselves out of the conversation for Rockets head coach. And look, there's only so many head coaching jobs to go around. So to pull yourself out of contention to get one of those elusive jobs just kind of paints the picture and shows you the situation surrounding that Rockets team, that Rockets organization and the Rockets roster. There are a lot of question marks. There are a lot of um, things in that future that can go wrong to where some coaching candidates really want to be involved in that organization. And it even further submits the fact that the Thunder are a much better job than the Houston Rockets. And of course, when you really get done at these two, the Thunder are the best job available right now on the open market. And I want to dive into the Pelicans hiring Stan Van Gundy, because I think that this is a very interesting hire, right? This is this is a hire that I think should get Pelicans fans excited. I love this hire for New Orleans. I think that with David Griffin at the helm, it, that's gonna assure you that Stan Van Gundy gets a little to no roster construction input. He certainly will not be the final voice and the final factor in what the team decides to do. And that was his downfall in Detroit. And that's why he went to Detroit instead of going to golden state. He could have been the head coach for that miraculous golden state warriors run, but instead he wanted the roster control. He wanted to build the team and coach the team. That is the challenge Stan Van Gundy wanted to sign up for in Detroit. And it went terribly. It went terribly. But you take away the player acquisition from him. You take away the roster construction. You take away the team-building aspect from him. And he's a very, very good coach. The Pelicans are set up so nicely in the future. We know about Zion. We know about BI becoming one of the most improved players in all of basketball last season. We understand all of that. But they also have a, a ton of future draft capital, a ton of moves they can make moving forward to improve this team. And with Stan Van Gundy at the helm... I would expect them to be an elite defensive team, a very, very good offensive team, and to play some of the funnest style of basketball you're going to see in all of the NBA. The Pelicans are going to be so fun to watch with Stan Van Gundy. I mean, if if they keep Lonzo Ball with Brandon Ingram, with Zion, Stan is going to put them in position to be an elite defensive team. And you put Zion B.I. on the floor, that's going to be a good offensive team as well. I am so interested and what the Pelicans do this offseason. And how this team progresses understand Van Gundy. Because the, the, the worst part about Van Gundy's resume is his team building. And with David Griffin, you don't have to worry about that. David Griffin's one of the best there, there is at team building. It's why I would feel more comfortable... If Stan Van Gundy was the retread hire for Oklahoma City, obviously that's off the table now. But if you were going to go the retread route and you were going to go the experience and be a head coach route, I would have liked Stan Van Gundy in Oklahoma City. He is a very, very good head coach. He's not a good GM though. He's a very good head coach, and as a head coach, New Orleans has to be very, very excited about this because that style of basketball they're going to play is going to be so fun. And I wonder how much he can get out of Zion and what he can do. And the possibilities are endless with with this young team and this young core. And what really sold David Griffin, what really sold the Pelicans, is the way he talked about the Pelicans' future and the way that he he had a vision for what he wants to do with Zion and with B.I. And, And we'll see what that vision is soon enough, whenever it is we get the season started. I just wonder what it could be. Does he want them to play great defense and run in transition? That would be pretty fun to have Zion running in transition. Of course, it takes Zion getting in shape. It takes Zion being healthy. All those qualifiers. But still, uh, this has the possibility to be the best coaching hire. And I think it is the best coaching hire of the offseason. Of course, we don't know what, what Houston does yet. We don't know what Oklahoma City will do yet. But as of right now, I like it better than Doc Rivers to Philadelphia. I like it better than uh, Stephen Nash to the, the Nets. I like it better than Ty Lue getting promoted to the Clippers, which I liked a lot. I liked that move a lot, by the way. But I think that the standing gunny hire is a really, really good one from New Orleans. I just wonder what this does for the timeline of the Pelicans. You get the established coach, you get the proven coach, you have a proven GM, a proven front office member in, in David Griffin. Do you try to rush this? Could we see the Pelicans go for it this offseason and make a big splash? Straight away Drew Holiday in return, try to get an extra piece or two to truly go for this. Or will they remain patient? And it's going to be tough to remain patient. Because for a small market team like New Orleans, for a small market team like Oklahoma City, you always feel like your window's closing. Your window is never as open as you think it is. And the Western Conference is not getting any easier. Look at the Western Conference top to bottom, the only team wanting to lose. Again, this is pre-injury, this is pre-everything. The only team heading into the season that wants to lose games is Oklahoma City. That's it. That is going to be a tough battle for those top eight spots. And look, injuries are going to happen. You're going to have injuries, you're going to have teams not live up to the hype, you're going to have players regress. It's going to all settle out. But to start the season, at least, every team is going for it except for Oklahoma City. So does that put the pressure on the Pelicans to make a big splash, to accelerate their timeline, to give up too much on the front end? We've heard soft Chris Paul rumors around the Pelicans. They're a team listed as as one that is interested in Chris Paul. Does this move get them excited and and get them feeling like they're ahead of their timeline and, and make them go all in and trade you away a couple prospects and a pick for Chris Paul? Trade you the best package you could get for Chris Paul. It's interesting. I wonder what the Pelicans do from here. They are now a team you have to watch very, very closely. And this will be the, the most obvious thing, but a lot of pressure is put on Zion. This really comes down to Zion. Is he who we thought he was? Can he get in shape? Can he stay healthy? Can he stay available? Can he stay on the floor? If he can... I don't think there's a better coach out there to unlock all the young talent on this squad in New Orleans than Stan Van Gundy. The only downfall to the Pelicans hiring Stan Van Gundy is that he was an excellent commentator for TNT. He was incredible on the broadcast, unlike his brother. That's the only downfall, and that's just a selfish fan talking. This is a great hire. Locked on Pelicans should be very very excited about this. Jake Madison and company over there. The, the Pelicans fan base be very excited. and It just makes me just continue to wait out the Thunder coaching search. I want to know the hire already, but we are still waiting for that hire to be made. I'll tell you this much. Whenever I get done recording this episode, I'm sure there's going to be news breaking in this episode. will be totally useless, and I'll have to go record a whole nother show, which I will gladly do. I cannot wait for this coaching hire. To get figured out in Oklahoma City, and by the way, if you do want to get some some of my thoughts on the available coaches right now, you can go back to yesterday's episode where the where we talked about the uh, the Pacers hiring their coach. We talked about um, who the Thunder should hire and the top five names to watch for Oklahoma City, who I like. In my top five big board of coaches available. Uh, That can all be found on yesterday's show. Uh, I'm not going to rehash it here because Stan Mangani was not on the list. Therefore, the list does not change. This is Locked on Thunder, the only podcast you can get every single day about your Oklahoma City Thunder. Still to come, we're going to dive into our first mock draft Thursday. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. RockHotter.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably couldn't work your email properly. You didn't know what you were doing. You dial up the internet. So anytime that the phone would ring, all of a sudden the internet shuts off. And it was a disaster, right? It was a total mess. But you could be going to RockHotter.com and finding all the parts your car will need at RockHotter.com. Listen, there is no point to go to a dealership or an auto parts store There just isn't one because all they're going to do is order the part you need online and then upcharge you for that part. Skip the upcharge. Go to rockcar.com. Find all the parts your car will ever need. My favorite part about rockcar.com is that I know nothing about cars. And that is a great thing, by the way, because at rockcar.com, I don't have to know anything about cars at rockcar.com. I just have to know. Listen to this. My make, my model, my year. That is it. It's that simple. I put that into the database and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my car. Because otherwise I would have no idea what would work for my car and what wouldn't work for my car. I'd be wasting so much money on parts that wouldn't even fit right. It would be a disaster, but not with rockauto.com. So skip the upcharge, make it easy, go to rockauto.com, tell them Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. rockauto.com, amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are back on Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about your Oklahoma City Thunder. I am Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Stiles on Twitter. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Do not forget that on tomorrow's show, we will have Yahoo Sports Keith Smith on the show to talk about the NBA offseason. Keith Smith is who we had on before whenever uh, the bubble was first being created. He was the first one to go public with the idea of having a bubble in Disney World. A great time talking to him before. Let's talk to him again on Friday uh, to get into this NBA offseason. What it could look like when next season will start and what kind of moves Oklahoma City will make this offseason. But we start right now with our first mock draft Thursday in Locked on Thunder history. And this will happen every single Thursday leading up to the draft. And honestly, with how good the 2021 class is and how bad the Thunder are projected to be, we might just continue mock draft Thursday all year round as we await, hopefully, Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma City. But what this is, is every Thursday from here on out, I'm going to compile every mock draft that that I can find out there. And I will see who they have for Oklahoma City, and I will tell you about those players they have going to Oklahoma City. I'll even throw in who I have going to Oklahoma City, and every once in a while, every other week maybe, I'll update my own mock draft, and I'll I'll let you see the entire mock draft, not just who I have going to Oklahoma City. So we swing fully into draft coverage here, and we start with where the national media has selected for Oklahoma City. Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer goes with Jaden McDaniels, Washington's wing. Sam Vecini of The Athletic goes with Isaiah Stewart of Washington, Bleacher Report goes with Zeke Nje, the Arizona big man. The score goes with Isaiah Stewart of Washington. And then NBADraft.net surprisingly has RJ Hampton available at pick 25. And then you move on to Tankathon.com, who has Oklahoma City picking number 25 and picking up Leonardo Balmaro, the the guard from Barcelona. And then I have the Thunder taking Isaiah Stewart in my mock draft for this week. Next week, I'll give you my entire mock draft, top to bottom. But coming off the NBA draft big board, I felt like it'd be too redundant to have an entire show based on the draft again. So we'll do that next Thursday on Mock Draft Thursday. But I do have them taking Isaiah Stewart. So let's dive into my favorite picks from the media. Let's dive into first R.J. Hampton, as I think that this is the most unrealistic. I'm not sure how NBA DraftNet got to R.J. Hampton. But again, if you know anything about the draft and you follow NBADraft.net, they have some wacky ideas a lot of the time, some wacky player comps, some wacky everything for supposedly a draft site year-round. I'm not sure what they used to come up with R.J. Hampton at 25. That seems absurd to me. But I will say, if there's any draft that'll be the least predictable that will also feature the most surprises, it will be this draft, where you don't know who's going to go 1 through 30. You really don't. You, you, you really know some ranges for guys. Like, you know, LaMelo won't fall out of the top five. But other than that, you know, you know Anthony Edwards, same thing. But you don't know exactly where they're going to draft that or where they're going to get drafted, at, I should say. So RJ Hampton is a surprise to me. I wouldn't see him falling that far. But again, technically, it could happen. Absolutely. So I view him as the highest upside player of the names listed by the national media. He has great athleticism. Um, He has a, a good frame that will show you that he can project to be a very good defender, a very versatile defender in the modern NBA. You like that a ton. He is not the most polished playmaker in this class. But I would say if he can rein it in a little bit, if he can get under control while playmaking, he has some potential to be an elite playmaker uh, in the future in his NBA career. Now, you will have to be patient. He will have a lot of headache plays as a playmaker, but eventually he will get to that good to elite status as a playmaker. I also view him as a Shea player in the sense of I would feel comfortable being him, being the point guard, him being the shooting guard, uh, because even while he's off the ball, he can still spot up shoot. He can hustle. He can cut to the rim, and he does have that new jump shot. We saw it uh, from Mike Miller's Twitter page. It is a complete overhaul of his jump shot that we saw in New Zealand. It looks a lot smoother. It looks a lot better. As I've said before, when we talked about Audrey Hampton on the on the big board episode for him, it's easy right now to talk about the changes you've made, to talk about the jump shot changes. Everything like that. When the bright lights turn on, when an NBA defense is in front of you, when an NBA defense is closing in on your jump shot, do you revert back to your old ways? Do you revert back to uh, what you were before? We'll see. We'll see if this is a legitimate change for RJ Hampton. The biggest thing around RJ Hampton is, what is his fit long term? This pick at 25 is not one that you have to nail. In fact, no matter where you draft in in this year's draft, you don't have to nail it. You just don't. This is not the draft with the pressure on it. The draft with the pressure on it is next year and the year after that. If you want to get back to contention, you absolutely have to hit on your draft pick next year. You absolutely have to hit on your draft pick the year after that. You have to get a stud in those two classes. So long-term fit here, what's going to be the answer for R.J. Hampton? There's no pressure if he he doesn't pan out. But let's say you do draft him. Then you have Lou Dort, you have Shea, And it depends how you view Basley. Do you view Basley as a modern-day big man like I do? Or do you view Basley as a wing player? So you have to make that decision for yourself. Sam Presti has to, and the next head coach has to. Wherever Basley ends up, if he is on the wing, and then you add in the fact that we can all agree Cade Cunningham's the best player in next year's class. Cade Cunningham, if all goes right, will be in Oklahoma City next year. And again, there's a whole tank that has to happen. There's the lottery system that has to fall your way. All that in mind. If everything goes according to plan, Cade Cunningham will be here next year in Oklahoma City. Then what is the long-term fit for RJ Hampton? Where do you go from there? Would he just be a a role player, a bench player? you would have to be. Because you're not benching Lou Dort. You're not benching that defense. You're not benching Shea. You're not benching Cade Cunningham. You're not benching Darius Baisley if he turns into the player we think he can and what he showed at the end of the bubble. Now Now, if Baisley turns into a modern-day big man, then maybe there is more room for a versatile R.J. Hampton in that starting lineup. But the long-term fit is the most clunky of the names I listed because I really don't view Leonardo as an option for Oklahoma City. R.J. RJ Hampton's long-term fit is the most clunky, but still, you take that upside and that potential, I think, at 25 if he falls all the way down there. And then you move into Jay McDaniels. Jay McDaniels, he has... High three-point upside. He shot 33% on four attempts from three in college. 13 points a game, five rebounds a game, two assists per game, and a block per game. Now, Washington ran a ton of zone defense, which helped these two guys, McDaniel and Stewart, look a lot better defensively. They were not asked to do a ton of one-on-one. They were not asked to do a ton of isolation. So we really don't know for sure what kind of defender Stewart and McDaniels are. You know, Confirmed, I will say. Colorado were in a lot of zone, and that's where Matisse Thybul and, of course, Andre Robertson came from, and they were just fine at the NBA level even without playing that zone. So, I do worry about that, but he's more of a wing in the NBA. For a 6'9 guy, he has great handles, and he's a versatile defender in the sense of the perimeter, but if you get an NBA center going at him, he will get back down into the oblivion. Now, how many NBA teams want to have their center backing you down? That's the flip side of that coin. If the Worst thing you can say about his defense is he will get owned in the post. How many big men are there that can do that to him? As we shift further and further away from the traditional big man. What I don't like about Jay McDaniels is he cannot finish at the rim. He just can't. And and if you can't finish at the rim in college, in the Pac-12, how are you going to finish at the rim whenever it's Rudy Gobert, whenever it's Biamma Debayo, whenever it's AD, whenever it's all these guys? How are you going to finish at the rim? At this level, but not college. So that takes away an ability to score for Jaden McDaniels. Long-term fit, Oklahoma City has a ton of wing depth. So this is fine. This is great. Now, of the players I feel are actually obtainable, actually realistic, Isaiah Stewart is my favorite of this group. And we'll talk about him after the break. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code locked On, get 20% off that next order. Not only does Built Bar have a new and improved recipe, they also have six brand new flavors that you have to get your hands on. You have to try these six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. So try them today. They're soft and easy to chew. They have 100% chocolate on the outside of each and every built Bar. They are great for pre-workout. They're great for post-workout. They're even great as a meal replacement. And I cannot stress enough how important built Bars are. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Get your hands on some Bilt Bars today. They're great for losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat built bars are great for the health conscious guy or girl. So get your hands on them today by going to billboard.com and using promo code locked on. And when you do that, you're going to save 20% off of your next order. That is billboard.com promo code locked on, save 20% off your next order. We are back on the locked on thunder podcast on the locked on podcast network, your teams every day. I am your host, Roland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We're going to continue talking about Isaiah Stewart to close out today's show because I think that, you know, best case scenario, Isaiah Stewart turns out to be DeMontis Sabonis. And I don't know about you, but I loved watching Sabonis play in Oklahoma City. Of course, he blossomed in Indiana and turned out to be an all-star player. That's the best case scenario. Now, how often... Do prospects hit their ceiling? That's up for interpretation. You can argue not very many. Not very many of them hit their actual ceiling. But he is an incredible rebounder, which mostly happens on the offensive end to get you a ton of second-chance opportunities. He is a great anchor of your defense. And how many times have you said that phrase about Stephen Adams? As Stephen Adams gets older and older... As Steven Adams gets more beat up on his body, his body breaks down. And as the NBA turns its back on Steven Adams, to replace that with an amazing back-end defender in Isaiah Stewart would still be incredible. Again, throughout the Russ era specifically, how many times was Russ able to play the passing lane? Because he knew if it didn't work and he didn't get the interception and he didn't get the turnover, that Steven Adams was there to clean it up on the other end. That that Steven Adams is down low still, ready to clean it up on the drive. Having that anchor that the defense is very important. And Isaiah Stewart can be an amazing anchor for your defense. Isaiah Stewart is a phenomenal post-scorer, so he can get your points down low. Now, you can argue about that in the sense of, we don't know what this next head coach is going to be. Will he even want a post-scorer? Will he not view post-scoring as a, as a necessity in that case? But still, Isaiah Stewart is a great post-scorer. In fact, I would say the best post-scorer in this class. I have also not seen a big man in this class with a better motor than he has. He has stamina. He is in shape. He can get up and down the floor. He is a great motor guy. Energy giver. Everything from a big man position. And the most important part about this and how he becomes a floor spacer and he gets further and further away from the basket is that he has shooting upside. What I mean by that is, as you know from all of my talk about Dort, I truly look at free throw percentage and, and try to... Use that as a way to project if a player can shoot from the perimeter. Now, he only shot 25% from deep in college. Mind you, the three-point line in college got moved back. Everything like that, it's not exactly uh, as easy as it once was to shoot in college. So he only shot 25%. Of course, that line will go back again at the NBA level. But he did shoot 75% from the free throw line as a big man. 75% is pretty good for a big man. And if you can get that percentage up to 30 33, something like that, as a big man? Oh my goodness. That opens up your offense so much while you mix that with him being an elite post-score. I love Isaiah Stewart. I would like Isaiah Stewart in Oklahoma City, and I don't view R.J. Hampton as realistic at 25, so if they do pick at 25, Isaiah Stewart is the most realistic and best option of the names listed today on Mock Draft Thursday. 14 double-doubles in college. 17 points per game, eight rebounds per game, 57% from the field. We talked about him going from deep in the line. Long-term fit for Isaiah Stewart. You imagine you're losing Nellis Noel. If he's going to sign a minimum contract, it's not going to be in Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City is not really going to, I don't think, pony up any significant amount of money to keep him around. He'd rather go to a contending team. So I think that you're going to lose Nellis Noel. Nellis Noel is going to walk. What do you do with Steven Adams? He's on an expiring contract. And... The NBA continues to shift further and further away from Stephen Adams. Now, Stephen Adams will likely be your next Nick Collison. This next generation, that'll be their Nick Collison. The way we had Nick Collison, I'm speaking as a 22-year-old, the way we had Nick Collison, Adams is going to be the next generation's Nick Collison. He'll be around. He'll be on the team. But his role will continue to be reduced, and Isaiah Stewart would have to reduce his role. Isaiah Stewart would be so good for this team. I love the long-term fit. I love everything about this pick, if they made the pick of Isaiah Stewart. So let me know on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles, what you thought of our first mock draft Thursday. Also, let me know what mock drafts you love. Do you, what what site did I not mention on these mock draft Thursdays that you'd like me to incorporate? and You'd like me to look up and, and to tell you every week who they have going where and who they have for the Oklahoma City Thunder. On next Thursday's show, I'll do a full mock draft of, of where I have It won't be spent... We won't spend the entire show breaking down every single pick, but I'll highlight a few guys, and I'll, of course, highlight the Oklahoma City pick and why I have uh, them making the pick I do, and then we'll do the same thing we just did today and go through the entire national media. This was a fun show. As we wait out who the Thunder will hire as our next head coach, do not forget, on Friday's show, we will have Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports talking all about the NBA off season Once again, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. On Twitter, that's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good. And be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Lockdown Thunder.